Hello, welcome back everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. So excited to have you. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome aboard. Uh, we love to we love the scripture here at Cross Point, and so we like to uh, take a scripture and look into it. We love especially context. Um, and this today's verse, I'm very excited about because I have a feeling you've heard it before, but it's just a beautiful uh, scripture to illustrate the power of context. And uh, what do I mean by that? You may know already, and I apologize if you do, but it means zooming out a little bit from a scripture and seeing what comes before it, what comes after it, maybe generally what the book of the Bible was about that it's included in, things like that. And what happens is um, in our culture, we've just been in the habit of lifting scriptures up from their context and just saying, I like this one sentence here. And sometimes it's done to us. It's not even something we're doing. Uh, maybe a website or, um, you know, just maybe a, a popular teacher like or something will just take that one verse and be like, here it is, and we can tell by this one verse what it's supposed to mean. And that's just, it's almost never a good idea. What I tell people to do is think about if, if somebody sent you an email or a text that's a couple lines long and they just took one sentence of it, left the rest, and said, here's what they mean. Well, you could imagine several ways that could get you in trouble. And so we got to watch doing that with the Bible. So anyway, um, I want to get into it today. We're going to be in the book of Jeremiah. He's one of what's known as the major prophets in the Old Testament. Major only not because the other ones don't matter, you know, but because of the just the length of the book. So Jeremiah is a big book, and it sits right next to Isaiah and Ezekiel, which are the other major prophets, okay? So Jeremiah, and this book was written, this is a collection of prophecies um, that were addressed to Israel at a time leading up to enduring uh, exile. That's not a word we use a lot, but the people of Israel have actually been taken away from their homeland, away from Israel, away from Jerusalem, and they were transported forcibly to Babylon because their country had been um, conquered by Nebuchadnezzar. And so it's just a devastating time. It's like something we can't even think about. I mean, you know what I mean? We have have experienced a lot of us uh, maybe losing a house, um, not being able to make the payments on our apartment and having to move to a smaller one. You may be listening now and you've experienced actual homelessness. It's still different than being taken forcibly from your own country and moved across the world to a different one. Crazy. And made to serve that serve that culture. But that's what was happening to Israel. And we're um, led to, or we're informed by Jeremiah and, and other places in the Old Testament that this was a punishment for idolatry. God let this happen uh, because they wanted to be, Israel wanted to be like the nations around them and, and serve their gods and have their idols. And they were warned repeatedly by God that this would happen. And so it did. And so it's into this overall context that Jeremiah, Jeremiah writes. We have to keep that in mind. And it's here that we have Jeremiah 29, 11. Now, some of you will already know that verse just by the address because it's just such a popular one, has been for a long time. Jeremiah 29, 11. And uh, you may be able to quote it by heart, but I'd like to just read it here um, from the ESV. And it's this, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And um, some of your translations might say plans to prosper you and not to harm you. The ESV has plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, 
I can't speak for you, but I've heard this verse quoted many times and recommended in this way and taught on where if you're facing a really hard time in life, you just need to remember that God has plans for you that don't involve a hard time for you, that they involve giving you a future and a hope. And then that's it. You can just know that and it will, and that should bring hope that your current bad situation that you're in will change. And sometimes it does. Sometimes our circumstances change. And so we go, man, that's awesome. And God told me it would. And so I'm so happy. But other times they don't. And we're only left to think, man, did I do something wrong? Is God mad at me? Is there something I don't get? Because I heard the verse, God's had plans for me, future and a hope. So what the heck happened? So this is an important reason. I mean, it's probably... I mean, this is context 101 because we need to zero out. So this is, a, this is a great verse. It is full of hope. God telling the people of Israel that he has plans for their welfare and not for evil to give them a future and a hope. It's not secretly a bad thing, you know? That's not what I'm saying. But if we zero out on the context, it's actually just about the opposite of taking this verse to be individually for me and that it would be saying that my current situation happening in my life right now that the Bible or God is promising that that situation will change for the better. Um, when we look at the context, I think you'll see what I mean, that it's actually, it's not just not that kind of not that, but it's actually really the opposite. So let me, let me illustrate what I mean by that, why it's the opposite. So come back um, with me to verse 10. Okay. It says, for thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Okay, so that's just one verse before. And listen to what God is saying. He's He's telling him this word that this exile won't be forever, but he's telling him that 70 years before it will be over. So basically, he can't be talking to any one individual in that situation. Do you understand that? Like every person who heard this, even the smallest child, would be extremely unlikely, uh, considering the lifespan of people back then, to see the fulfillment of it when the exile was over for them, okay? So if someone's quoting this in here, you can know because of Jeremiah 29, 11 that your situation won't continue. They're, it, I'm sure they mean well, but this verse can't mean that to its original hearers. It was, it was even had a 70-year time stamp on it, okay? So this was being spoken to on a, on a time scale they weren't used to. And also this, keep this in mind. This was being spoken to them as a people, which we're just not used to that, are we? I can't, I'll say I'm not. As an American, I'm not used to being spoken to as a people. Uh, most of the messages that come my way are individualized. This is for you. I'm talking to you, Josiah. This is what I need from you. Here's your bills. You know, your neighbor will take care of his bills. Here's your bills. Here's your stuff. Here's your news. Here's what I'd like to sell you. You know, never mind them. What about you? And so that kind of individualism is what it takes to take Jeremiah 29, 11 and, and lift it up and give it to somebody in person when this word couldn't have been to an individual. So it was, it was to Israel as a whole that a generation from now it'll be over. And if we go on to verse 12, it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. So 
what's cool is I think hearing me talk so far, you get the wrong impression like, oh, so this isn't really cool at all. Like this is dumb. Uh, this verse is like, I was happy about God and he was trying to say something good, but you're just like, you're telling me, no, this is just like something that doesn't matter very much. And it's being said to a people instead of, uh, to me as an individual, it's like, no, well, yes. And no, the, no, this isn't, you can't just take this verse and wave it at your current situation and say that this means it'll be over soon, but it's so much better than that, you know, and kind of that way that's like, I know, but I'm having a hard time now. I know that. There's some situations in my life that I'd love to Jeremiah 29, 11 away too, <laughs> but, um, but the, the fulfillment of this was going to be so much greater. So like on our show, we're on our podcast, we're always like, where can we see Jesus in these verses? And so can I read that again? So we'll go to Jeremiah 29, 12 again. And it says, then when the 70 years is up, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. If you can't hear Jesus in that, I, I think you can. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Now, when Jesus comes, there's reference to these prophecies like this one where Jesus died for our sins. He gathers true Israel to himself, his 12 disciples, those who follow him or who are willing to step aside from the way the Pharisees and Sadducees were going and they, and they returned to Jesus, their true home in God. And then from there he gathered even the Gentiles to himself. That's why I, that's how I ended up being a Christian. You know, thank God that God loved the Gentiles too, you know? And so from every nation on earth, God gathered not only Israel in direct reference to this when their 70 years of exile were over, but when our world as a whole, when our exile was over, <laughs> you know, Jesus was born into our earth and was crucified, died, rose again, and ascended to heaven, and through the Holy Spirit has been calling all of this exiled world to himself. So it's not that the fulfillment of this verse is, uh, okay, just kind of Oh, I get it. it's just some kind of obscure Bible point, so I can't apply it to my situation and get excited. No, it's not that at all. It's that it applies so much bigger and deeper and better and has so much more joy for so many more people than just you and I. So in the short term, can we see something about God's character in here that like towards his own people, even when he had punished them and sent them into exile, that he still had plans for a future and hope for them? Yes. I think that is a definitely an, a good and application from this verse that keeps the content that stays true to the context and go, even if I'm under God's discipline, he loves me and is trying to bring me back. You know, even if I'm going through a hard time, that's going to last the rest of my life. God loves me and, and has a plan for my life. Amen. That you can get from this. No problem. It's just, you can't lift it and say, because of this, verse. My situation is going to turn out for my good. I lost my job and it's going to be good. Like, no, I mean, we don't know that, you know, you, Jeremiah 29, 11 won't tell you that. Okay, man, this was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I love verses like this because it kind of shows everything we're trying to do here with cross point church scripture podcast is see the deeper, get into the Bible a little deeper, stay a few more minutes, see, you know, where we can see Jesus in the verses. So 
I hope you've enjoyed the ride. It's uh, been fun for me. Uh, we'll see you next time. For all of you recommending the show to your friends, thank you for doing that. I've um, been seeing a lot of new listeners coming on recently and really appreciate that. And, of course, you don't have to have anything to do with Crosspoint Church to come along for our podcast. You're welcome no matter where you're at. If you aren't a Christian yet, hang around. Um, maybe you'll hear some things about the Bible you didn't know. You know, maybe somebody told you it's a hateful book full of rules. Well, stick around and see for yourself. And uh, so any anyone's welcome. So thank you, and we'll see you next time.